My name's Blake Lindsay, and I'm sure glad you're here for today's Inspire Podcast. I hope you're doing better than good. And I hope you feel like laughing today. Zig's message is about how important laughter and a sense of humor is to relationships. And of course, for Zig, that gives him a prime opportunity to tell us a few jokes. He starts out talking about this old boy down home and how he won a bass fiddle. Let's listen in to hear the joke. Boy down home got lucky and won a bass fiddle. Now, you know, a bass fiddle is a pretty big musical instrument. Unfortunately, the instruction book that came along with it only had one page in it, only had one picture. And the picture showed this particular fellow with his hand at the top of the instrument and the bow in his right hand showed him in that one position. Well, this old boy figured that was the way you played a bass fiddle. And so he started uh, back and forth, back and forth. Old Johnny one note. As a matter of fact, after a few hours of that, his poor wife was about climbing the wall. Then she got lucky. She was given a couple of tickets to go to a concert. One ticket, I should say. And she really got lucky. She was right next to the stage, right next to the bass fiddle player. And she watched him with considerable excitement as he played how he would move that left hand all up and down and how he would take that bow and move it all over the place fast and slow, you know, and all oh, the music was beautiful. She came home. Her husband was there playing uh, the bass fiddle, you know, Johnny one note back and forth. She said, honey, let me ask you a question. He said, sure. Get right on playing. She said, I sat next to the bass fiddle player tonight and I noticed that he kept moving his left hand all over the place and he was moving that bow all over the place. And now I'm just puzzled. Why does he move his all over the place and you're putting yours in exactly the same spot? Oh boy, never broke strides. He said, that's easy to explain. He's still looking for his place. I done found mine. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people... Uh, are completely satisfied in their marriage. They really are. And then they're stunned when one day the divorce papers come in the mail. They had assumed they had taken everything for granted. They really had. I, I love the story to show the importance again that Dr. Norman Vincent Peale's wife, Mrs. Ruth Peale, tells what a bright lady she is. But they were telling about touring this construction site with the mayor of this big city. And uh, they had just gotten into the tour when uh, one of the construction foremen there spoke uh, to the mayor's wife. And it became instantly obvious that they had had a romance uh, earlier on in life when they were in school. And uh, it was a nice, pleasant uh, visit. And as they were getting uh, ready to leave, they were away from the construction site. And the mayor uh, said to his wife, well, just think, honey... You know, if you had uh, married that guy, uh, you'd be the wife of a construction worker. She said, no, if I had married him, he would have been the mayor. <laughs> now, you know, there's, a, there's just a whole lot of truth in that, too. We really cannot 
overstate the importance of that encouragement, that relationship. As I have said to the redhead so many times, it's always been such a delight to know that whatever situation we're in, whether we're entertaining in our home and we had <laughs> 29 of our staff members out the other evening, or whether we're in a fancy restaurant, or whether we're in the corner beanery somewhere else, makes no difference what the circumstances are. There's always been that comfortable fit. She fits right with me wherever we are. What a marvelous asset a good mate really is. It's wonderful. It's exciting. Now, we do a lot of eating out because, as the redhead explained to me some little while back, over the years, she has demonstrated to everybody's complete satisfaction that she is a magnificent cook, can cook absolutely anything. She has nothing else to prove, so honey, let's just eat out. Well, anyhow, that, uh, that's kind of the approach, and that, that leads us into uh, the prime subject that I want to talk about, and that is about jokes, about a sense of humor. I came in one night here, I guess it was about three years ago, there was a note on the bed, it was about seven o'clock, and uh, the note said, honey, I've been feeling so depressed. She said, I've gone downtown for a little retail therapy. And when she finally got home, I could immediately tell she'd been in intensive care. Well, anyhow. Now, all of that to say, and I want to say something here about a sense of humor. I've, I've touched on it earlier. The jokes you tell about your mate must be loving jokes. Now, for example, I always call her the redhead because she likes for me to call her the redhead. When I tell a joke, you can rest assured it is because she approves of that joke. Incidentally, when you talk about sense of humor, she never tells jokes. I'll bet I haven't heard her attempt to tell a joke more than a dozen times in the 44 years we've been married. But if you were to ask me which one of us has the best sense of humor, I would have to confess that it is her. She has the best sense of humor. She laughs and sees fun in just so many situations. And I love, obviously, to hear her laugh. Now, let me also say that though a lot of people are not born or don't have the, quote, natural ability to tell jokes, you can develop that if you elect to do so. My younger brother was a speaker, and for years he just couldn't tell jokes. I, one of the funniest things that I ever heard, I used to tell a joke that Phyllis Diller told. You know, uh, Phyllis said she was born ugly, and then somebody scared her. And uh, now that's the joke she was at. And my brother tried to tell that one day. And he said, yeah, like Phyllis Diller said, she was born ugly and then she got scared. Now, you, you, you see, that's an entirely different thing. But uh, one of the amazing and exciting things was uh, less than a year before his death, uh, one of his colleagues said, you know, he made the funniest single talk I have ever heard in my life up in Virginia. He learned, he developed. Now, a sense of humor is important. If we as human beings do not learn to laugh 
then we got trouble. If husbands and wives don't learn to life, we got problems. You know, God had a great sense of humor. You remember when uh, God told uh, Abraham that he is going to be a father. You remember the story? And the Bible says, and Abraham got on the ground and rolled in laughter. He really did. He thought that was the funniest thing he had ever heard. Now, when uh, he told Sarah, Sarah laughed, but she was a little more directly involved. So she didn't get on the ground uh, and laugh about that situation. But a sense of humor really is important. What does it do? Norman Cousins wrote a marvelous book uh, entitled Anatomy of an Illness. How he describes how he believes that humor literally saved his life. Doctors gave him less than one chance in a hundred of surviving. And he started watching all of those old uh, videos and movies. And he would laugh and laugh. And he discovered that after a good 30 minutes of serious laughing, that he was pain-free for uh, several hours. And over a period of time, uh, he literally recuperated. Friend of mine, Dr. Isaac the Clown gives us some marvelous reasons for developing a sense of humor. He says that laughter is one of the greatest mental tonics known to man. It is the second most powerful human emotion we as people can express. The first, obviously, is love. Laughter can dispel anxiety, help manage stress, depression, fear, and worry. It can stimulate the healing process. Laughter provides strong medical, psychological, social, and even spiritual benefits. Laughter is like internal jogging. It enhances the respiratory system, helps oxygenate the body, relax tense muscles, and is an all-around painkiller. It will lower pulse and blood pressure. Laughter can pave the way for a new and exciting outlook on life. It is the universal communicator that can cross all boundaries of race or culture. You can't laugh and be mad. Think about that. You really can't. You can't laugh and worry. Think about that. Stress, worry, and laughter are simply not compatible. Oh, I love to see funny things. Laughter is low-calorie, caffeine-free, no salt, no preservatives or additives, 100% natural, and one size fits all. <laughs> laughter is truly God's gift. You can get high on laughter, but never OD. See, that's what our kids need. That's what our marriages need is more laughter. Laughter is contagious. Once it starts, little can be done to stop it. Laughter never felt bad, committed a crime, started a war, or broke up a relationship. Laughter is shared by the giver and the receiver. Laughter costs nothing and it's non-taxable. I mean, one of the few things that is non-taxable. It also is contagious. One of the reasons that I encourage you to sit close to the front and close together is when we lay a one-lighter on you. You know, I, I tell folks I'm like a cross-eyed discus thrower. I mean, I don't set any records, but man, I keep the crowd alert. And, uh, you know, and that's important. Now, when I tell a little joke like that, and you're seated close to somebody, you can feel them laughing, and that kind of tickles you, and you share in the enjoyment. Laughter is a trendsetter. 
If we can find ways to laugh first thing in the morning, it may in fact set the trend for the rest of the day. Psychologists say that your first experience in the day, uh, the first individual you deal with, will have more impact on your attitude that day than will the next five. So if you could start by listening to something funny or reading something funny, think of what that could mean to you. One of the most constructive uses of laughter is when we can laugh at ourselves. If we can laugh at ourselves, we leave little room for others to laugh at us. Humor can be found in just about every daily situation. We just need to stop and think and just take a good look around us and we can always find reasons to share joy. Laughter is saying, I'm okay, you're okay. It's a way we can accept what we can't change. The clown inside of us need not be the one with a bright colored costume and painted face. It may just be a reflection of something that was lost some time ago. The personal clown inside of you may be the one who felt that life was a joy and well worth living. He or she may be the one inside of you that needs other people and that can live in harmony with others. Laughter can be the driving force to make life live again. I am really happy that you listened to our Ziegler Inspire podcast. Please tell everyone you know about Zig's motivational freebie. If you have any comments and suggestions, I'll certainly enjoy hearing from you. Here's my email address, blindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, at Ziegler, Z-I-G-L-A-R dot com. My direct telephone number is 972-383-3268. I'm Blake Lindsay, reminding you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.